Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. We've been following the Apostle Paul on his missionary journeys throughout the Mediterranean world, and we've continued on the third missionary journey, just recently reviewing his letters to uh, the Corinthian church, the second uh, letter to the Corinthians and uh, Romans. And now we've come to Acts chapter 20 and verses 7 through 12, and I'll read those as we begin today's session. Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered. And a young man named Eutychus, sitting at the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him, and taking him in his arms, said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak, and so departed. And they took the youth away alive, and were not a little comforted. Let's pray as we begin. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the life of the Apostle Paul and his ministry throughout the Aegean world. And as we look into these verses in Acts chapter 20, we pray that you would uh, encourage our hearts by the things that we hear about your church, about uh, how the Apostle Paul shared the gospel, and about the uh, miraculous event of which we've just read. We thank you for uh, the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ and of his message of salvation. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, we have most recently seen Paul traveling throughout Macedonia, spending several months at the city of Corinth uh, in Achaia in the south, and his intent, remember, is to go back to the city of Jerusalem at this time. He's been raising money from the churches in Greece to take back as a gift uh, to the church in Jerusalem. And so uh, he was going to go directly to uh, Antioch in Syria from Corinth, but he learned of a plot from the Jews, and so instead uh, made his way for safety purposes back to the north, through Macedonia and then across uh, the Aegean Sea over to the city of Troas, and that's where our account picks up today. Paul met with the believers in the city of Troas on the first day of the week, we read uh, in verse 7, to break bread, and this was in the spring, perhaps, of A.D. 57. He is reasoning with them, speaking with them, and he speaks until uh, after midnight. Now, this verse tells us a number of things. It reveals that the practice of the early church was that they came together on the first day of the week 
uh, Sunday in order to break bread following the Lord's teaching at the Last Supper uh, to take communion in remembrance of him. Now, apparently, 25 years after Pentecost, remember this is A.D. 57 now, uh, this had become the regular pattern of the church. They would gather together weekly on the first day of the week and break bread together in the evening. It was part of a, uh, a, a feast, a dinner service perhaps, and during that service they would take uh, the bread and the cup and remember the Lord Jesus through those symbols. The size of the church in Troas was probably fairly small. Uh, they're meeting up on a third story of a building. This is probably a smallish flat uh, area. Uh, would have been maybe enough for perhaps 50, maybe 100 people at the most. Um, only enough to fit a, a small group, definitely not hundreds and hundreds of people here uh, in the city of Troas. Paul speaks for a long time, and this is before they even take the bread or the cup, because we read later on in verse 11 uh, that after everything happens with Eutychus, they come back up into the upper room and take the bread at that point. Uh, Paul was going to depart the next day, continuing on his journey toward the city of Jerusalem, so perhaps did not know if he would return uh, to Troas in the future or not, and this might be why his discourse was so long. Uh, he was quite long-winded on this evening. Notice also that Luke, the author of the book of Acts, counts himself present here when he says, uh, "...when we were gathered together." Troas, you'll remember, is where Luke first enters the story on Paul's second missionary journey. Perhaps the church was established by Paul on his journey, or perhaps it was already there when Paul came through on his second missionary journey to visit, and Luke joined the uh, missionary team at that time. Now, in verse 8, we read that there were many lamps in the upstairs room where, where we had gathered, Luke says. With dim lighting, the stage is being set for sleepiness to set in and this tragedy to strike. Perhaps you and I can relate to this. Um, trying to concentrate late at night as the hours pass and you're getting more and more tired, and you're sitting in a room where the lighting is low, and it, it seems kind of perfect to just lull you to sleep. So in verse 9, this is exactly what happens. A young man named uh, Eutychus, who is sitting at the window, or perhaps more likely is sitting on the, the window sill, and he is being uh, lulled to sleep by his surroundings. Uh, this young one, sinking into a deep sleep and then eventually overcome by sleep, falls down, we're told, from the third story. This is no uh, little fall. Uh, this would have been three stories high. Now, their uh, stories perhaps were not as tall as some of ours today. Maybe these were uh, eight feet, nine feet in height. This would still be a fall of over 20 feet uh, down to the ground level. And he was taken up 
dead. Now, this is uh, different than what we read about the Apostle Paul in uh, the first missionary journey where he's stoned at Lystra and taken outside the city. Luke says there that he's presumed to be dead. Uh, we don't read here that we, we are presuming that Eutychus is dead. He is actually taken up as though dead. And so uh, this young man has this tragic incident happen. Now, I don't think uh, Luke faults Eutychus here for what happens to him. The lighting, the lamps, and, and these would have been oil lamps in the first century here, and so they would have been giving off uh, some smoke. The smoke from the lamps probably would have uh, affected his eyes, making them heavy. The lateness of the hour and his own sleepiness, all of these things contributed to uh, eventually his falling asleep and his fall from the window. Now, Paul goes down and embraces Eutychus, actually takes him in his arms, and his life is restored uh, in verse 10. It says, Paul went down and bent over him and taking him in his arms said, do not be alarmed for his life is in him. This miracle, again, would have signified the truthfulness of Paul's message and here given much encouragement and comfort to the saints at Troas. Uh, now, although it doesn't explicitly say in the text here that, that Paul had something to do with this young man's recovery, it seems to be strongly implied by Luke's language that Paul went down, Paul bent over him, Paul took him in his arms. Remember, this young man was dead. He had fallen from uh, the third story onto the ground below and was taken up for dead. And now Paul is saying, uh, don't be worried, his life is in him. And so uh, after this occurs, they go back up to the third story. I am uh, taking it at reasonable value, face value, that Eutychus would not have gone back to the windowsill again at that point. And they break bread at that point. And this is after midnight. And they ate. Uh, it says, when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and had eaten he conversed with them a while longer until daybreak and so departed. Now, this word for eating here is actually used in the New Testament for uh, eating an entire meal. So likely they are not simply taking uh, bread and wine as only these two elements, but it was part of a larger meal service. The breaking of bread, remember, was the service instituted by Christ during the Last Supper in the night that he was betrayed before his crucifixion. The taking of the bread and the cup is a symbolic act that represents the broken body and the poured out blood of the Savior on behalf of his people. This, this uh, idea that Paul ate the meal with them here, even though it's very late or very early in the morning, if you uh, would rather think of it that way, 
Paul and the believers celebrated the remembrance of their Savior and took food. It is not uncommon today in Mediterranean cultures and uh, nations to have very late night meals. And so this is likely what was going on here. He had talked until after midnight, taken food, and now was continuing to speak with them until daybreak, really talking all through the night uh, about the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 12, the boy was taken away alive, and they were all greatly comforted. What could, could have been a tragic occurrence now gives the believers in Troas much comfort in that the Lord Jesus is looking out for them, watching over them, and visiting them here through his apostle Paul and through others like him. And so this incredible miracle would have been an encouragement to them uh, of the provision and the help that's given through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we could take a look at verses 13 through 16 quickly. These are somewhat of uh, connecting verses from this section to the next section. But going ahead to the ship, we read, We set sail for Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for he had arranged, intending himself, uh, to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and went to uh, Mytilene. And sailing from there, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos, and the day after that we went to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. So Paul's entourage set sail from Troas to the city of Assos, a little further to the south. But Paul goes by way of land alone, walking on the way to Assos instead of sailing. Would have been a very beautiful hike through the country, uh, along the Mediterranean coast, coast of the Aegean here. Perhaps he was taking time to think and to pray as he walked uh, this journey of perhaps 15 to 20 miles here. Now from Assos, they join up together again and sail down the Aegean coast to Mytilene, then to Chios, Samos, and Miletus. A word of explanation is given in verse 16. Paul had decided to skip past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time there. And we'll talk more about the reason for that in our next session. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.